1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 162. Sketch 1,147. Shrouded. another quick turnaround from sketch coming in to sketch going out again we're recording it on the day it was presented and so we've read it already today can people remember their parts i think rich was j laura was m and i think alistair you were p i believe i was that's my recollection mm-hmm. well off you go oh here you go thanks for the loan what do you call this it's that hanky you lent me you're a lifesaver. I have to say, that was embarrassing. Streaming nose right in the middle of that big talk I was giving. Sure, sure. But I assumed you were going to clean it. I did. All washed. All right. It might not be snotty. But there's there's all this black stuff in the middle. Oh, yeah, that won't come out. You can't just toss that won't come out at me. What the hell is it? It's an image of my nose. Sorry, one more time? It's the image... Of where my nose touched the material. Tell me, Jesus, how did that happen? I don't really know. I just get, like, imprints when I touch cloth. When you what? No, not like that. Just literally touch cloth. Like, with my face. The face goes onto the material. And what am I supposed to do with your cotton nose print? Hang it up as art. I don't want some old nose on the wall, do I? All right, I'll tell you what, give me another hanky and I'll imprint my eye on it. That'll look cool. An eye for a nose? That doesn't sound like a workable ethos. Oh, I'll buy you a new one then. Oi, who's been using my flannel? Oh, yeah, sorry, Peter, that was me. Got a picture of his stupid face on it, has it? No, not his face. Look at this. Oh, <laughs> look at that big thing. It's like a bloody menorah. Jesus, you kept that quiet like a thief in the night. Do me a hanky of that and I'll put it on the wall. Mary Magdalene, you dirty beast. <laughs> Cotton nose print, card nose print. I've been buried along. No, no, it doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's really big. The Jesus is well. penis of the penis Jesus. of Christ. Yeah. That, well, that too, probably. I don't know, but the Shroud of Turin. It's man's eyes, believe it or not. It's a shroud, yeah. isn't it? It fucking isn't. Sod. It's massive. It's four metres by one metre. Yeah, but shrouds you wrap, though, don't you? Yeah, you've got his back on the other on the bottom bit. But four metres? Like, you could get him end to end twice. They've you basically have. Oh, inif- they left him on the cross. Fucking Christmas <laughs> what, what, is, the cross. what is the point of a shroud? Is it literally just like they wrap Sorry. the body and it's just a like <clears throat> traditional thing? Or was there a reason they were wrapping bodies? So the kids have something to open at Christmas. Oh, dear. It's the origin of wrapping paper. Yes, probably. Because um, the sarcophagus is like wrapped, isn't it? But it's been embalmed first. But a shroud, it's just the sarcophagus the is body. a coffin in the oh, yeah. like a sh- the thing, the thing in it, the body is wrapped. The mummy, the mummy is wrapped, but that's not yeah. a shroud. Well, yeah, I guess it is a kind of it's arguably a, a shroud. shroud I bandage yeah. shroud. It's a long, thin shroud. Hmm. It has apparently been pretty definitively disproved as... You do surprise me. 
yeah, it's not a big shocker. I think that it possibly being something Da Vinci did was one of the nicer conspiracies surrounding it. But I think it's, it's also a, it's it, older it, than that. So yeah, it's been <clears throat> radiocarbon dated to between twelve sixty and thirteen ninety, mm. which is old, but not Jesus old. At what point did they start to think that it was the like shroud of Jesus? First mentioned in thirteen fifty four. But it was denounced by the local bishop of Troy. <laughs> so the local bishop fake. is going, nope, this is bullshit. But then for another, like, however many hundred years, it's gone, no, well, let's yeah. keep thinking about it. The local bishop denounced it in 1389. Was Troy right. still a thing in 1389? Uh, T-R-O-Y-E-S. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. You've reminded um, me, actually, Dan, because the, the the punchline here about Mary Magdalene. Yeah. The, the joke is because she is a prostitute, but sex she's worker. not a prostitute, but or, sex, or, worker. Or sex worker, <laughs> if you prefer. It's not true. This was a, a mistaken bishop in the seventh century, because I was when I wrote that punchline, I thought, well, that works as a punchline, and I was thinking, oh, I think it's actually not true that she did that, mm. and I was right, but in sketch world. You just have to go with the myth. Yeah, I think I think it's. Yeah. But yeah, a, a bishop, a bishop got confused <laughs> between somebody else called Mary, Mary of Bethany. I think if I read, if I research, research my, my Google <laughs> two, two nights ago is remembered correctly. So you what a dick. He just went out and said, "Oh, you know Mary Magdalene in the Bible? Yeah, right, old Jezebel." And people just went, okay, we'll remember that for 1,300 years. That's how we're treated as women, Richard. One man says something mm. scandalous and it sticks around for centuries. Yeah, I mean, even poor old Jezebel probably wasn't a Jezebel. Mm. <laughs> That's a good point. Just for the record, when he says at the start he had a ruddy nose during the big talk, in my mind, that's the Sermon on the Mount. Nice. I gathered. <laughs> yes. I thought you probably would have gathered, but yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea of him stopping in the middle, blow his nose, and then go back. Blessed are the, mm. are the meek. Yeah. Blessed Jeez are the... Is he sneezing the whole way through in your mind? Blessed are the sneeze makers. <laughs> yeah, quite. I'm not sure I've got anything more to I've say. got a question. No, hang on. I've All got right. a question. It's nothing to do with this sketch. When you leave a room, do you like... <laughs> Have a think when you leave that room about like resetting it to how it was before you came in. Like what in your own fuck? house. What? In your own house. Whose I toilet have you been in? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was listening to Catherine Ryan's podcast and she said she's trying to teach her 13 year old daughter to like tidy up after herself. Mm-hmm. I am a very messy person and. I thought, oh, God, has everybody's parents said to them, every time you leave a room, you're supposed to like, just have a little look around, see what the situation is, have you got what you need with you, tidy up a bit. No. But is that not the case? Right, that's, that's fine. That I just feels, thought, no. oh, God. That, that feels like two doing? separate bits of advice. When you leave a room, make sure that you yeah. haven't left anything important there. Yes, great. I mean, unless right. the room is like your hall, but you know what I mean. Fine. But look around and tidy up after you and reset <laughs> it to how it was before. That's that's weird. Resetting it to how it was before is what you try to do if you've done a crime. In yes. There. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
okay so so that's what we've learned so my follow-up question is how does your brain know when to tidy oh fuck i don't know <laughs> i have no clue when to do that i don't notice right. mess okay so you're not no me neither i know richard must surely with that brain surely richard you must have a system because i asked my husband and he said he starts a task completes that task things have a place where they live he puts the things back where they live is that the same for you richard or no yeah pretty much I do that with some things, but also everything that isn't those things is an utter disorganised mess. I was going to say, Alistair, there's no way I'm asking you advice on this. I mean, there's no way you're tidy. Put it like I this. I vacuumed at some point last year. <laughs> My oh, house is organised, but filthy. Your it's, house isn't filthy. It's We've been normally filthy. Anita cleaned it loads yesterday when I was at work. <laughs> it was a lovely surprise. But generally, uh, so I old state all cat hair on the floor and stuff so maybe actually this is true this is what people are told but you're not the full right people to ask possibly sarah would agree with mike on the things have places that's 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 imperative my view is that place is a mutable thing and sometimes the place is one place and sometimes it's another place i've just never even thought about it i just have something put it down Mike tidies it. That's mm. it. No, I get in trouble for that. Okay, well, now we know. I just thought it might be a bit of public information for the listener in case they'd missed out on this big thing. But it's fine. It's not a thing, so it turns out. Okay, good. Apparently not. Apparently right. not. Shut it down. 1,000 Sketches in 1,000 Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Laura Taylor, Alistair Turvitt and Richard Catherall. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow.